Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is called Moving Day. Moving can be very stressful. Moving with kids adds new levels of complications, time challenges, packing and unpacking, creating emotional stability, and supporting changes in what's familiar and routine. Today we will talk about logistics, being organized, the obstacles to being organized, seeing change as exciting, and seeing change as unsettling, and deciding what matters most when you move your family from one house or apartment to another. The two moms at the square table today have gone through a few moves and bring positive light to moving with young children. Welcome to Alyssa Wetcher and Brianna D'Andrea. I have also some email tips to share from Brian Vondruska from thekindofparentyouare.com. Brianna, you chose this topic after your fifth move with small children. Can you share your history of moving with all of us? For some reason, I think ever since I was young, we always moved, and it was sort of in a way to chase opportunity. So I feel like it's something I've always done with my family, and we've sort of now with my children and my husband have decided to do that too. And it's one of those things that we've done um for our family, um, but a little begrudgingly because we did have small children. Um, We've lived in five different homes over the course of four years with two children under two. Crazy. 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 Crazy stuff. But you've smiled through it. You've made incredible relationships, found incredible experiences, and both your children are happy, well-adjusted, and resilient with absolutely. the change. Absolutely. It, you know, it's funny. Sometimes my son's like, are we going back to our yellow house today? Or are we staying? I'm like, oh, gosh, what did I do? But, oh, that's very, and that's fabulous. So tell us, tell everybody how old Reagan is. Okay, so Reagan's four, and he'll be five um, in October. And the yellow house, how long ago has it been since he lived in the yellow house? Six months. Six months. Yes. So, and that's a great opening segue as people are preparing, whether you're just packing, or whether you're settling in, to know that for children, time is really different than it is Mm -hmm. for us. And just because the boxes are unpacked, everybody's in their new schools, new routines, new relationships, doesn't mean that he's done with it or that he's let it go. No, he's even talked about another house that we lived prior to that called The Little House. So we have, like, names for each house. Which is awesome because he needs names. I right. mean, that's one of my first tips is he needs really concrete ways of remembering, conceptualizing, and and telling the stories about his own personal history. Right. 
So you, so tell me about how you talk about the past with him because this is such a... Well, I guess we don't delve too much in the past. I think one of the things my husband and I have always tried to teach ourselves is just to continue to look forward. Mm -hmm. Dwelling on the past doesn't do much, but I do understand for little children, it's one of those things where they ask questions. So whenever he asks questions, I answer. And when he says, "Um, are we going to the yellow house? I say, no, you know, we don't live there anymore. Now we live, you know, in the gray house or, you know, because it's gray inside or we try to, you know, associate... Um, you know, his game room or something like that to sort of right, make him right. excited right. for um, for moving. I would say that I didn't really do the whole, like, book thing, like, teaching him about moves. And and I feel like the reason why is because it all happened so fast. It all happened so fast. Um, so in the blink of an eye, we were, like, moving and moving and moving and moving. Um, I wouldn't change it. I think I learned a lot uh, about just my surroundings, how to initiate conversations with people, meet new mm-hmm. friends, um, make new friends, um, relationships, just all kinds of different things. You know, you kind of learn in the process how my husband and I work together, you know, things that work, things, you That's know. That's so profound because when anybody's going through change, you people, you know, we all act a little wacky, you know, like things, you know, we can't hold it together in the same way as when you're in this perfect control. And so, yes, you realize, oh yeah, I got snappy on that moving day, or I didn't get snappy, or he remembered I needed food, or I remembered that, you know, that he was going to work, or whatever the dynamic is where you're being thoughtful, considerate, and being a team. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, including your children in the team, too. Well, I'm going to come back to those first couple moves, um, because I also, you have so much to share you have you have the moving for um, career opportunities and a and then the question of should we be putting our children through all of this Um, are we disrupting their lives Mm -hmm. and and in an article that you have that you can tell everybody about on your website you also were were wondering like how are they going to adjust Mm -hmm. so you were looking at long distance moves Mm -hmm. Um, and now let's get Alyssa on the table and find out um, the stress of moving with a child under one mm-hmm. and second while pregnant. Yes. So. Um, so our moves, um, we've moved a lot together, period. So we also had a bit of a routine for it. I mean, we moved from um, Davie to Washington, D.C. together, not with babies, but, you know, as a, a young couple just starting off in life. And I just have to say that Andy's family, they come together like no other. It's my husband. It is just like such a tight tribe. Wow. And they're also professionals at moving because he moved around a lot when he was a child. So they have a system that's just kind of been passed down now that just works really well. Okay, how would you share that system with somebody who doesn't have those experiences? What's the secret to that system? So I... When I'm packing things, I'm very sentimental and I want to hold on to each thing and like have my memory with it again before I put it in the box and tape it up. <laughs> and it's like, no, just wrap it and put it in. Like, they're yeah, it's like there will be time to reminisce later. <laughs> like, just you know, do it. And then, you know, starting with the kitchen and go to Home Depot and just buy all your boxes. Make sure the kitchen, you buy the small boxes because if you put all of your kitchen items in the large boxes, it's going to be too heavy for the movers to pick up and move. And then when you're ready to move your clothes, don't pack those. Just throw them in the car and bring them in and hang them up right away. No point in taking them off the hangers and putting them back on the hangers. So just all of these little things we've just taken from one transition to the next. Perfect. 
Perfect. But again, the idea of looking, handling it like a task, staying as focused as you can. Now, mm-hmm. after you, you moved pregnant, but then yes. when you moved when Hannah was little, mm-hmm. I know they helped you. Yes. Could you have been as efficient with a baby? I mean, is that possible? How, how, how did you manage your time for the packing? So I got, I made... I say a bad word. You can say okay. it. <laughs> Only grown-ups so, listen. Okay. So I made that second move my bitch. Like, <laughs> my friends were even like, Alyssa, like, you are taking it, and you are just, like, <laughs> owning this one. So we ha- I was very lucky <laughs> that it wasn't open. I wish we were videotaping. Because Maybe you should. I can't imagine <laughs> this sweet little person saying. Yeah, I, and, I, you know, when someone told me that, it made me feel really good. I'm like, you're right, I made making this my bitch. <laughs> I'm owning this one. So there was an overlap between the home we were in and the home we were moving to by two weeks. And I put Hannah to sleep. And I was lucky. She's a great sleeper. She slept through the night from the beginning. And so I just knew I had this window of time. And I went and I did five boxes every night. And my goal was before we moved into that house, my entire kitchen was going to be unpacked and ready to go. And when we moved in day one, so if you can imagine, and you might agree with me, the biggest part of, well, I wasn't moving with small children, but the biggest part's the kitchen. Getting the kitchen organized and done, that way you can have dinner night one and you're ready right. to go. And we also had a full house of furniture, too. So that move when we, that we did when most recently to, in our forever home, it's the furniture was done, the kitchen was done, the closets were full, mm-hmm. and everything was, was done right like away. Home. I literally like threw a party. A week after we moved in, I had all my cousins over. So just call a party. (laughs) (laughs) Consulting business. Well, it it was just over. So my husband and I moved together five times, and every single time I got sick. So and I like the the first time we moved, I have like bronchitis and the flu at once. So I think my body like related moving with becoming ill. (laughs) So this last time I was like, it's not happening. Like Mm -hmm. I'm owning this. Like this is like no one's taking over for me. (laughs) Like I've learned. Like and like I said, it it, they say it takes a village Mm -hmm. and truly and my family once the, lo- the moves were more local, my family came and, you know, when I was pregnant and we moved into our place, like, she did my entire closet for me, did my bathroom. And you accepted the help. Oh, yeah. she could do it her way. <laughs> Absolutely. You didn't go back and redo it. No. No. That's impressive. But it, well, everyone, though, so, like, and everyone unpacked my kitchen for me when I was eight months pregnant and we moved. And they, everyone just came and consulted and said, hey, Lissa, where do you want this to go? So I was very lucky that I have such a great support system. I truly have my full family down here. All my aunts, all my uncles, all my cousins, my siblings, second cousins, literally everybody Mm -hmm. is in um, Miami, Broward, or or, um, West Palm Beach. That's ideal. That's ideal. And and again, not that every family will help with moves. (laughs) Most people are like, sorry, (coughs) I got sick. It's more the immediate that helps. If you have the resources, absolutely, you can have them pack and unpack. You can get that help. Um, but let's find out now moving across the state right because you don't have the luxury of of, of, of of the overlap no I guess moving across the state luckily with my husband um, we were we had movers come and help us because Vera was three months old okay. so that in and of itself was I mean having a baby three months old is like 
a whirlwind to begin with. Um, so they were able to help us pack up the majority of everything because I, you know, I just had a C-section. Like, I couldn't do anything. Um, we moved, and then luckily my husband's father came down, um, and his stepmom came down and helped us to unpack and, and nice. do that. And then our moms came up and helped us. So it wasn't... I don't know. I mean, it was more so they were helping with the children, and I was taking care of what needed okay. to be taken care of. And my husband and I like to say we could be, like, literal professional movers slash realtors because <laughs> we have this thing down to a science. Um, but by no means am I an expert. I think with every move, I've learned so much, you know. And I think especially when you have the two kids that are just, they need you. Like, they need your parents. They need their mom. They need they need a sense of normalcy. But you can't turn parenting off. Right. For it's the not packing, like, the unpacking. Hold on a second. Right. right. Like, it you doesn't have work. To, you have to juggle both. Right. right. Or have the other, have extra hands and hearts to help you juggle that. Right. You have to, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would say definitely the move, I guess, across the state, the first time when Vera was small was probably the most difficult, especially because we were moving away from our family and our friends, and we didn't know anybody, and it was, like, just this whole yeah. blur to begin with. And how old's Reagan for that move? For that move, he was three and a half. Okay. So what can you describe um, how um, disruptive or unsettled the new house was the first day, the so first it's week? so funny. And then his reaction. Okay. So it's funny. We got there, right? The whole house is upside down. It's day one. We happened to move to Orlando. We had a view of the fireworks, the Magic Kingdom. And that was the only reason why I agreed to move. <laughs> we left all our stuff, and we went to Magic Kingdom. Perfect. Perfect. We were like, that's and, it. And we're going. We're going to have the best day ever. And we did. That's one of my tips. And, it, and, it, and the tip is you need a timeout for moving. Yep. You know, whether it's the pre-moving or the post-moving, if you have children, if you're frazzled, if they're frazzled, if that bond is feeling frayed or confused or clogged mm-hmm. or blocked, then absolutely time out for everybody and go re-engage as a family. Go hug Mickey. Go hug Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what we did. Disney's going to be so happy they helped you with well, your what move. a reward for moving for him, right? Like, right. You know, thank you even think twice about it. Yeah. He's like, we live here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and did that work every night for the first week? Well, going to Magic Kingdom or, every night? Or watching the fireworks? <laughs> I mean, you know, it was it was definitely tough. And um, we watched the fireworks. I don't know that we even watched them every night. The first night we definitely did. I still remember, like, running up the stairs, 10 o'clock at night, being like, look out the window. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um you know, after that, it kind of settles in. It's like, okay, so, like, now... We have work to do. We have work to do. And I tried to make myself involved in sort of, like, the mommy circuit. But that area was very tough because it's very transient and just different, you know? Mm-hmm. And we weren't as fortunate um, living in South Florida to have everything kind of around us. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Trying to make things normal was just, like, signing up for classes or doing different things. I signed him up for camp. We would go on walks like we usually did. Um, He would help me unpack boxes. He loved doing that. It was, like, an activity, like, oh, I forgot about these toys. Where were these? You know, that kind of thing. So... Okay, so let me just jump in right there with Brian Von Druska's Druska's, um, tip, which is awareness and choice. That the move, we don't want our kids to feel like we're doing the move to them. Right. That it's something that's happening to them. This is their move. This is, it's their participation, their collaboration, and they absolutely have voice power and and a say in all of this. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea. I mean, they need chores and they need to be able to find their things and they need to get to choose where those things go, choose the bedroom, choose the paint, choose 
make it their own. And and one of my tips is also another way is play games. Like if you have to take a break, you know, take 10 socks and hide them around the house and go find this, you know, make it a game to go find the missing socks. Right. You know, like this house is confusing. I can't find anything. <laughs> and then make a game where everybody feels powerful about how to find it. So you can make scavenger hunts. You can, you can find a million ways to kind of make it your own. Totally. Yeah. He actually had the best room of the view of the fireworks. And we always say like that, you know, awesome. he always gets the best room. So he was, <laughs> he was thrilled. He was thrilled with that. And, I, and I think the other piece that you bring so clearly to this is the mom piece mm-hmm. that when you're moving your family um, and I don't, well, you didn't feel it as much coming back to South Florida, Alyssa, because mm-hmm. you'd already have your roots here and you had connections and yeah. friends, but this idea that you're moving to someplace new. And so the, where do we fit? What's our routine? Who are our peeps? Where's our tribe? You mm-hmm. know, you have all these questions and I think the hardest thing is when something's not the way you imagined it to be, you know, did we make a mistake? Mm-hmm. You know, are we, are we, and, and, and the hardest uh, even more is like mom's feeling emotional, mom's feeling sad, mom's feeling lonely, mom's feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be such a big part of move across, even across town right you yeah. know that's where you've left a network behind absolutely so. it's one of those things where you you feel like you've started at zero and you have to climb your way back up to the top you have to find new doctors you have to find new schools you have to find new friends you have to find new routines new stores new ways to get to that store all those things are running through your head and at the end of the day will you be okay yes you will be okay you will it's fine. But it's, but it's going to, fe- and it's, it's a struggle it's, right, in, the, it's a in the short term. struggle is real. The struggle <laughs> is real. It's true, it's true, it's true. Yeah. Okay. So with, with Hannah, mm-hmm. um, was her room identical from? So it was uh, same furniture. There was no uh, reason to replace anything. But um, what made us made the decision to move before she was born was we consulted uh, the doctor while I was pregnant and said, you know, my husband's job is is changing and you know we also it's like you have this idea living in this urban area and you're like oh it'll work with kids we'll be that couple that's you know (laughs) living on the beach with the children we we weren't right on the beach but we were you know a mile from Fort Lauderdale Beach and a mile from Las Olas and we we liked having that that life but it was a three-story townhouse and I don't remember how many steps there were stairs, but my husband counted them every day. And, <laughs> and if you ask him, he'll tell you the number. Um, so we looked around and we're like, this is, this is not going to be easy to baby-proof. Again, my, my husband had a job change, and he'd be working in West Palm Beach, making his commute longer. So we're, he's like, when am I going to see my newborn daughter? Yeah. You know. And so we consulted with the doctor, and he goes, you should move before she's born. Because... Um, she's going to know that her environment's changing and it's going to be harder for her to sleep at night. Wow. I mean, I do think sleep is the big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, totally. That's interesting. I think it was just like sleep when you can get it in. Yeah. You know, like survival of the fittest. Eat when you can, sleep when you can, and then everything will kind of fall into place. Yeah, yeah. See, yours, I think, I don't. ours was a little op- optional in a sense, where it's like, okay, we could make this work, right? Mm-hmm. Is it ideal? No, but we, we could make this homework. We could do whatever. Right. Um, so it, it was very optional for us on whether or not to do it. Or you, I think it's, right, it was a mandatory. I mean, we had the choice. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things, like, the choice is yours. Right. Do you want to grow? Do you want to get out of your comfort zone? Do you mm-hmm. want to do something different? And I think that's the difficulty that a lot of people struggle with, is, like, at what point do I get out of my comfort zone and make a difference? 
Um, and so I know for my husband, it was one of those things, and I'm sure for your husband too, it was like taking this job opportunity. I can't say no. Like mm-hmm. I have a family. I have people that are relying on me to support this family and myself and all those things. And so you want to be there to just support. And at that point, it was like, well, I'm home with the kids. I'm doing the best I can. But, um, you know, I'm not generating income. I'm here for you. So you just kind of roll with the punches. I do think the sleep issue is such a big one, though, mm-hmm. because... Totally. But But as, like, your daughter... Here, you have this advice from a, from a pediatrician saying... Or an OB. The OB, yeah. From the OB saying, no, 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 move first. Now, I do agree, maybe, mm-hmm. that you're going to be more exhausted with the <laughs> newborn in those first six months mm-hmm. than even at eight months pregnant, though that is a big physical task mm-hmm. to undertake. But it, it's not like it's not like uh, Vera had any difficulty sleeping at three or four months. No, I mean, the crib's yeah. the same, the bedding's the yeah. same. You know, yeah. your arms are the same. <laughs> right. How she's being fed, your, what you're yeah. singing, all of the routines are the same. It's funny you say that because in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, I don't think Hannah would have known a difference. You know, if I would have, if we would have decided to do this while I was eight months pregnant, or if Six we months. decided to move, yeah, until after she was, because you know, there's an idea of what the baby will be like before you meet her and then you meet her and you become a mom and you're being part of motherhood and you're like ah the baby will be fine <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she'll sleep they anywhere are, they are resilient and resourceful yeah, yeah I think so too assume. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think definitely you want to ass- I would assume your babies are resilient and resourceful rather than not <laughs> absolutely um, so that OB just needs to deliver more babies <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, and then for the school changes, did you notice changes for Reagan when with, Absolutely. with those adjustments? Absolutely. Um, day and night. And it even came to a crossroads where we were like, okay, maybe we did make the wrong decision because he would cry to school every day and say, <gasps> oh like, whereas in his other school, he'd never cry. He'd like be happy to go. We'd talk about his friends. And it was one of those things where, he would cry and say, Mommy, I don't want to go. No one's friends with me. Like, even talking about it makes me so sad, you know? And I'd be like, you're going to have so much fun. And I would feel awful yeah, yeah, taking yeah. him. I almost was like, maybe I just won't send you. Maybe I'll just homeschool you, <laughs> you know? But then I realized, no, he won't get social skills and all of those things that I want him to get. And so, we, you know, we stuck it out. But I, I want to say until the very end, until we moved again, and I don't know if it's because he knew, and my husband likes to say this, that I wasn't completely settled, mm-hmm. that maybe he wasn't completely settled, and that's also the mom guilt that kind of rolls into it all. But I was doing the best I could right. with what, you How know. How long were you in Orlando? I was in Orlando seven months. Oh, so it was very short. It very was short. short. So, so as soon as like you were trying to house, sell. Like, why are you leaving? Right. <laughs> you're trying to set down roots at the same time that you're feeling those roots being upended. Correct. So, I mean, there, there wasn't much time. There had to be an overlap between trying to settle in and knowing you're not staying. Right. It was it was definitely difficult. And I think for my husband, nothing changed. He was working and then would come home. And on the weekends, we'd go to Magic Kingdom. So it was like the best day ever for him. And But he knew that it was difficult for us. And it just kind of stars aligned. And he was able, a, a position came open that he wanted. And it was like, he came home one day and was like, okay, so this happened. Should I do it? And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go, you know. And it, I didn't even think twice. Um, and at that moment, which was funny, it was like, then I started to think, well, should we stay? You know, I don't want it to be for us, but it was one of those things where it just sort of happened. So making the roots at that point, I think it was maybe three or four months where we knew we were moving home, but we were still there. So having to create that sense of normalcy, um, we made some good friends that I actually still keep in touch with. We made a lot of trips to Disney because we weren't sure when we'd be able to just hop on over. Um, 
I started my blog literally in that transition, um, which is called momgirlblog.com, and and I would encourage everyone to go on and um, you can read my articles about moving, about parenting, about everything. Um, And so in that minute, I kind of needed that space to just let it out. To have a creative outlet and to have a voice of your own. Right, right, right. absolutely. Because I felt like in that moment, it can be very isolating as a mother, period. Forget about as a mother with two kids, alone, moving, all that. Um, but my biggest advice, I think, would be to like to stick to your partnership with your, your husband and your kids because they're who you have at the end of the day. In some way, if you could imagine, for me, the way I hear you saying that, I'm imagining like home, and I always say like, you are home. I mean, nothing right. else matters. So it's like that those relationships with your children and with each other within your family and then your extended family, I mean, that becomes like the heart and heat. No matter and where then, you are. And then it starts spreading Absol- out from there. It goes Absolutely. to your home if you have time for it. It goes to your neighborhood if you have time for it. It goes right. to your school community. It goes to the lady at the Right. Or the Whole Foods. Right, or the Whole Foods. Absolutely. No, you're fine. But yeah, absolutely. I think that if we had stayed, it would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, But yeah, it's one of those things. I think I even gave my husband like a journal, and on the front it said, like, home is where you are, which is the truth. If you can just create a unit for yourself. But from a child's point of view, I mean, it, it is true that until you make it your own, it's very, very hard for them to know. Um, are we staying? Are we going? Mm-hmm. Is this a permanent home or or a, a, a short-time home? Mm-hmm. And, and all of those questions. And I think Reagan is very perceptive. And I think that most preschoolers do read right brains. You know, and I say that all the time. They know your emotions. They know your heart often before you do mm-hmm. because you're putting it into language. You're analyzing it. You're putting it into theories. You've, you're like, you're doing all your life management stuff. And they're just watching and going, oh, Mom's mom's going this way and that way. Mom, you know, mom's excited about going somewhere else. I don't even know what she's talking about. Right. But he, you know, it's you don't even have to have the conversations with the children, and they know that there's a move in place or or a even change. showing the home with the kids. There. Oh, They're showing like, the who home. Who are these strangers in the house? Oh and why is the house clean? Okay, so, so <laughs> all the time. Let, let me let me just finish a moment on the kids on children's emotions. For yes, this age. absolutely. And then I want to come back to the showing, and I want to come back to the intrusiveness and the idea of you know how do you protect your children's stability as you're going through the process of absolutely. moving. Absolutely. Um, but so back to the to the emotional piece, and I think that's where they do need the stories first of all, which you hear Reagan holding on to, and and that might be why he's collecting houses. You know, because right. and, and, and and I think, you know, just a bulletin board of all of his house pictures will help him That's see cute. all of them. You know, and, and if you want to as he gets older, put them on maps. You know, you can mm-hmm. do a lot oh, of different so ways mm-hmm. to, to show, you know what, yeah, we've lived in a lot of places. How many places? And then you know, and then have him name them like the seven dwarfs, you know. It, oh gosh, it, seven, so that means I have two more to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still thinking about Seattle for it. You know? Oh goodness. Um, but but the you idea for children that they really need tangible, concrete ways. A song about moving. They need they need pictures about it. They need to, to hold on to the objects and the ways that they can connect to the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then to be told in some very concrete way what doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to say, you know what, 
you know what? But in all of those five houses, we were a family. Mm -hmm. And we added an extra person in our family, Mm -hmm. you know, and just letting them know. Um, You know, we talk a lot about families in preschools, but do children really understand who's the family? You know, who are the people that are always by my side? And then who are the helping people that help us move? And who are the helping people that keep teaching us in our schools, no matter where we are, and the new doctors? And Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, talk about neighborhoods and talk about the people that are really supporting and care about them in each place that they're living. Funny you say that because I'm the youngest of three with my siblings, and I've watched my niece and nephews grow up, and I even um, nannied my oldest nephew for a summer. And so it was funny when I saw them connect the dots where it's um, they're talking to my sister and saying, you know, realizing their grandfather is... Uh, my sister's daddy mm-hmm. you know they're like oh but that's your da- not not my grandpa but that's your daddy like how I have my mm-hmm. daddy right. and how I have my sister they call me Titi Titi's your sister <laughs> and so it's you know really funny and they can how, play that game over yeah. and over and so, over because they love making those connections very very visible yeah. and mm-hmm. and seeing the and then same and different. I think that's another really important game to play. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have a sister that's the same as my sister, but they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, and same and different becomes one of those universal mm-hmm. literacy games that you that you need for reading. But how's this house the same? How's this house different? And then letting him take more ownership in the sense of what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Did you like all those stairs or did you not like all those stairs? Did you like seeing fireworks out of your window or would you rather <laughs> have, you know, a big tree out of your window? I mean, like, just letting him play play with the ideas right. which is because pretend becomes the way to to own their that's experiences that's all he does all day is mm. pretend <laughs> it's you know whatever they're pretending is what they're thinking about and processing okay so now back to um the showing the real state part of this mm-hmm. um how inconvenient how much did you have to limit your children being children i mean uh, you know I kept everything contained in our, like, so-called game room. And so I would just apologize to people and say, you know, I have two kids. This is the real real, you know? And they were fine with it, you know? It was one of those things where after moving so many times, I'm like, at first it was like, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. And I was like, you know what? They're going to figure it out, like, when they come in. But I would say that the most inconvenient time was when Vera was first born, and literally I brought her home from the hospital. And that's a very emotional time. So to know that we were leaving a house that we built. Right that we designed and we're so excited about. And it was one of those things where we knew eventually we would have to sell it because we would outgrow it. Um, And having those people come inside with my newborn and they're like, oh, you had a baby? Let me see. And And I'm like, like, stay away. Back (laughs) up. Like mama bear in full effect. Um, That was the most difficult, I think, for me. And and at the same time, it's hard to leave with children as well. Absolutely. Because you're being banished from your house. It could be an hour. It could be... Right. Sometimes we stayed. Sometimes we left. I didn't, you know, I did it kind of according to depending on... Your family needs. Right. I mean, what was I supposed to do? I had a newborn. Like, I mean, I we, we went for walks sometimes or, you know, we, we didn't. But actually, all of the houses that we sold, and I don't know if this is why, but it's because we were there. And they wanted to know what our story was and who we were. And maybe in some form or fashion, we had connected and they bought the house. So I recommend sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> and every realtor out there has just gone, what? I know, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but again, it's it's the magic that works for you, which which is important. Right. I'll pipe in um, with that one because when uh, I was moving from the house we were renting to the house we were owning, 
you know, we had a great relationship with our landlord and he actually had fallen ill towards the end of our lease and we just, our heart went out to him and we're like, whatever, like, you need, like, we'll help you get this place re-rented, you know? And a lot of the showings, like, people would come during Candace's nap time. And, you know, I'd walk around and try and, like, sell the place for him, but I'd be like, you have to be quiet and you can't go in this room. <laughs> I'm like, this room looks like this room that I'm showing you right now. <laughs> like, just, they're a mirror, just, right. like, like, in your head. And I was like, if you want to come back in an hour when she's awake, um, you know, I'll be happy to you. let you in this room. But she's... She's napping and right. Perfect. You got to be quiet. <laughs> so lessons learned. What uh, you said you've learned a lot. Gosh, I've learned so much. I think I've learned about myself. Um, how sometimes, like you know, looking at it, I have to look at things as glass half full. Sometimes I like to look at it as, oh my gosh, the world is crumbling down. But you know, we're fortunate enough to have opportunities to grow to be able to choose a home, you know, all of those things. So I think that's one of the biggest lessons. Another lesson is um, you learn a lot about who you are and, and who your friends are and who's there for you and who's not there for you in many ways because um, you kind of start to distance from people and things. And, and I understand life gets crazy, um, but, you know, you learn about that. Um, you learn about your partnership with your husband and um, what buttons you shouldn't push. Exactly. <laughs> or ordering takeout is fine because I'm very much like have to cook, cook, cook. So it's like, okay, you can, you can take out sometime or taking a break and going to play mini golf or going to, you know, do something right. like for yourself. Um and I think one of the biggest lessons for me was just to just keep things into perspective, that this is just a moment in time, you will get through it, everything will be fine, and you'll look back and you'll you'll be a better person for it. And I definitely feel like we are. I have one more question, because when you opened and you said that you had moves as a young child, mm-hmm. um, and so looking back in hindsight, you felt really positive about those moves I mean you don't remember like being in a house and being sad in a bedroom no it's funny like I remember being so excited for every single move and I even remember moving from New York to Florida as a child thinking oh my gosh I'm going to Hollywood it's gonna be sunny all the time I love Disney World like this is amazing no more snow I hated the cold so no yeah I think for me it was always positive and oddly enough I moved so much in college I think every single year I moved yeah and I don't know if it's just like Shaking things up. Well, I think <laughs> both you and your husband are very forward-looking. Totally. And so... Almost too much. Well, it's, it's, and it's something else that you said just in that little piece there, as you were going through all the feelings and you were like, you find out who your friends are. You find out many things and find out sometimes you have to let go of some things. There are losses right. to moving. That is tough. And, and so while you felt the twinge of it temperamentally you're that person that's like but I'm just looking forward because it was what it was I'm glad for what I had exactly you know you're looking at it from a very very positive way where some other people that can be really stressed or thrown off by moves are folk are looking at the loss and feeling them very deeply I mean by no means was it easy right I'm not trying to say it was it was it was a difficult time absolutely um but I think what I'm saying is is the biggest lesson for me is like you said, to just not look back and look at it as, you know, what will be will be. People come and go and things come and go and houses come and go. And they're all life lessons, just like even whether or not you move, those things kind of take place. And I think as your big big point in your article in here was you've got it. You'll figure it out. You know, yes, you're going to figure it out. And so part of that is even through the struggle, 
even through mm-hmm. the, the times when, when there's doubt and anxiety. Roller coaster um, of emotion. You, know, <laughs> you guys are both two really positive, upbeat people. I mean, you are you are like forces of nature <laughs> unto yourselves. Um, but all your strategies work for the for the for the, for the more struggling, <laughs> you know, the more sun, not sentimental, but but just the ones who feel who who aren't ready to look at it as half full. They're like, right. you know, did I make a mistake? And and the bottom line is, for your children, you know, you are their guide, you mm-hmm. are their strength, you are their pillar. And and if if a move doesn't work, you can move again. Right. Um, and you've proved that to right. us. Absolutely. So, we always yeah. say the next move will be. Um, not in spite of us, but you know, because of us. Because like, of us. Yeah. Now, but of course, you you're in your forever house. You said. <laughs> yeah, I heard <laughs> that. And I, I heard you like, throw that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we've strategically uh, since we became a couple. You know, we talked about what we wanted. We talked about like our ten year horizon. My husband's a huge planner. And I knew organizing was one of the words I should have. Planning, <laughs> organizing, the plan is in place. And, and this is this was our plan. This is our plan. Like mm-hmm. we talked about it, and so this is it. We feel like we did. We're like we did it. Like we looked at each other. I'm and kind of like, jealous because sorry. I don't even know what the future holds. D- different. I mean, but again, I love the different perspectives right. because both are right. Both are right. Both right. are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so this is the forever until Hannah's. Decided to go to school. <laughs> and you're going to follow her there. <laughs> no, I won't be that bad. I will. <laughs> I, I love this moment. I think you guys were too, you, you have such a positive perspective on moving. Um, if I can ask you to just go back into your heads, into the, the day-to-day reality of before, during, or immediately after those moves or the most stressful of the moves. Um, how have you got this? How, what What do you know about yourselves, um, your children and your families that let you know, I've got this move, hands down? Well, I know during the move um, this last time, Vera actually had 102 fever. And um, I want to say urinary tract infection. And we were literally calling a doctor from a, a hotel <laughs> Having yes, yeah, spent our last night moving home, and I was like, "Well, you just, have had all the bad things happen." Oh yeah, yeah. no, and we yeah, it's been tough. Like it's been tough. So um, I don't even remember the question. I'm like, so how have you got this? How have I got this? Um, so you know, it's that, one of those things where you just have to take it one day at a time. Yeah, step by step. You know, in, in that moment, I wanted to literally just break down, and I was like, "Okay, no, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to I'm going to take care of my daughter." Everything else doesn't matter. I will get through it, you know, and we did. And and every step, you just have to just pace yourself, I think. And get through each day. And get through Some each day. Some days are going to be hard. Some days are going to be tough as hell. Heck. <laughs> Some days you're going to say, I've got this. This is awesome. This was great. And it's just like motherhood, I feel like, in a way, in a strange, bizarre sense, because it's sort of transition, yeah. you know, and... Mothering is all about transitions. Yeah. And, change and change is hard. Change is tough. Yeah. So just, I don't know, step by step. Okay. Alyssa, how have you got this? Um, I rely on my tribe, you know, <laughs> and I feel that my, my husband saw how his family, you know, came together and he moved a lot as a child and how it made him stronger that he came out the way he feels he was because of those moves I stayed in one place, born and raised in <laughs> in South Florida here, but also, you know, just seeing how the few times we did move, my, my parents led by example there. 
And so we hope to continue to do the same thing because it there are moments where I think I told you I had bronchitis and the flu during our first move. Like I literally could not help. I, I walked into the apartment and it was furnished and there was clothes everywhere. And just thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you I'm so gonna go much. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> yeah. And, and sleep when you can. <laughs> yep. So just... Just keep it going, and your kids, like you said, they see. They see what you do. They hear what you do, and um, it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if the plates are in a place that makes no sense. it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) And you're going to probably keep rearranging the house, even though it's your forever home a couple times. I've only been there four months, and I've already decided to move a few cabinets. So it's okay. You guys are rock stars. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today... Please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.